You have clicked that pile of audio gold known as the Half-Ass Podcast. And now, here's a person to say something. All right, let's make a fucking drink. How how do I sound? Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that thing looked tight. Oh, dude, it, yeah, it was over a hundred dollars. Oh, I bet it's got a bunch of cool ass settings too. Nice, yeah, I've heard that's a uh, top notch brand. Yeah, I'm still trying to. Fi- There's so much settings, you know, Just trying to figure it out. Right, that's why I no. bought the one I bought. It's just microphone. It's cool though. Like I was going through the settings, you can like set it as like old school radio or like oh, broadcaster. Wow. That's tight. It has like a singing mode and stuff. One that sounds like it's nineteen diggity two, and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are matriculating the ball down the field, and they're bringing him out of the bullpen. It looks like the lefty is coming in. Turns out baseball's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and Kristen Yelich still fucking sucks. It's 1922, and we don't believe in relievers. That guy's going to keep pitching until his goddamn arm falls off. Nine innings. Not just nine innings. He'll play the next four days, <laughs> nine innings. <laughs> That's what I always talked about with Cy Young having these like unbelievable numbers, like, like 800 wins or something. Like, what the fuck did they count as a win back then? Like he went to the the county fair in between games and knocked over three of those milk jugs that they had stacked up. I'm like ah, that's a win, Cy. Yeah. We'll mark it down. Yeah, I was listening to ESPN Radio on the way home the other day, and they pulled the dude that was at a no hitter in seventh inning. Yeah, it's like, happened what? a couple of times. Yeah, the best part is um, they did it to save him from injury. He's uh, he's been on the injured list for like the last week and a half. He should have just knocked his coach out. Well, that's funny because that's what I was going to say when I was doing the old timey radio bit there. And then I said the reliever came in and I was going to say, oh, actually, it looks like the pitcher is fighting the manager. He refuses to leave the mound. Oh, turns out the pitcher knows (laughs) jujitsu. He's used the old timey fish hook maneuver. He's got the coach by the lip. He's dragging him, filling his mouth full of dirt from the mound. The coach is in deep shit here. Hot crackers can be heard exclaimed from the field. Street fighting doesn't work anymore these days. Most people have cauliflower here. They should just do a half hour of old-timey exclamations. Oh, that'd be so great. Hot crackers. What was the other one I was going to use? Gravy boat. Actually, gravy boat I was going to start using as a pejorative. Did they use that voice on just normal-ass news, I wonder? I think it's just the way that the, the mics... This made everything sound canned. No, but like, did they it, like talk like, like that on normal ass news? You know? Yeah, it was actually a thing. I think it was called the Atlantic accent. And at one point it was like what they were kind of pushing as a nation um, for everyone to kind of get on the same page with that accent and manner of speech. Apparently it went by the wayside because, you know, America's got 4 billion different dialects and, and accents. Thank the fucking but, Lord. Uh, oh, I know. I couldn't imagine. I, I, I kind of think accents like with the internet and stuff, I think they might kind of go. Well, it's, it's weird. When we went down to Tennessee last year, I was trying to keep track of where the line was. Uh, oh, before you, can't. you get the accent you can't there, uh, for I, me we, it was uh it was we stopped and then dro- like and they were totally normal voice like when i went down with my mom we drove 20 minutes back up the other way and i went into the like gas station and they were completely southern i was like what just <laughs> happened i think it's more about population center than direction but uh for us it was about three quarters of the way through kentucky like uh, the place we stopped in the monsoon, like we got delivery that night and that chick, you know, she could have been from here. And yeah. then uh, the next morning I went to the gas station and it was just coffee for y'all. I was like, God damn, that got aggressive 300 yards over this away. So yeah, I think there's a healthy mix, but I think when you kind of get uh, I think it's most of the way down Kentucky is where it starts to saturate. 
Yeah, it's kind of once you get it too. in Tennessee, but it's over. If you go to like certain parts of Florida, they're completely different too, though. Like when I was <laughs> down there, like if you get near right. like uh, Pensacola, like the Panhandle, oh, they talk it. Southern. Duval! Duval. Yeah, they talk Southern. I actually had a dude from Jacksonville on the pod to give me lessons on how to say Duval. I I think I have it right now. Duval. Tip of the hat to Barrett. But I sound good then? Oh, yeah. You sound great. All right. Give me one second. I'm going to grab a beer. Hope to get this cat high. Don't worry. Don't worry. He consents. Mr. Pants. Run of the mill metal uh, domestic chair. <clears throat> I had to get Mr. Pants baked. It's good for his arthritis. All right, so don't worry, he consents. He's he's an old timey pothead. Yeah, so I sent you the Vince will uh, live forever. Right? He's just gonna keep on trucking. Hey, let me hit off that man. Fucking hips bothering me. <laughs> take a shit. I can't squat down quite right. Play that one record with the different colors on the front. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and chill. <clears throat> yeah. So I showed you a video of the, uh, I bought one of the old school uh, fake globe bars uh, where the top of the globe flips open to reveal. No, did you see what I said? Uh-uh. I said, is it, is it the old enough to where the map is all fucked up and doesn't make sense? I'm sure those some are the of them best. Have, oh yeah. I had uh well that's what I was showing Maddie countries years ago and the globe I had was uh yeah, it must have been like Soviet Union era. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. USSR is not a thing. And they just wrote rush over countries that weren't even theirs. I was like, who cares? Nobody knows what's over there anyway. It's good enough. But that's a, a crazy thing. There was a uh a lady who is from Russia moved here years ago. So yeah. uh Oh yeah, you get to hear some stuff from oh, her. I know those guys. I know them. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know talk- them. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. talking about how when she was in school, I don't know if she'd be seventies or whatever, seventies, uh, eighties probably. But when she was in school, that basically they taught them America was just wilderness. Terrible. Yeah, it would. That it was just wilderness and wild animals roaming the streets, oh. eating people, and that we were all backwards savages. And yeah, it was. It was, yeah, it was crazy to hear. That's funny. I was listening to a podcast the other day and like the whole Ukraine and Russia thing. And the one reporter was like, yeah, I went there and I'm like asking them, like, do you think you're under propaganda? And they're all like, no. Yeah, exactly. Like They have no clue. Nobody who is being completely brainwashed by the state thinks that they're being brainwashed by the state. They have no clue. Well, like, it just oh, blows my mind. That's what's on the TV, so that's what's that's what's happening. Yeah, that that's a very weird concept. Yeah, yeah. I, um, the South Beach sessions where uh, Lebetard interviewed uh, Amin Al Hassan, talking about when he moved to the country, he was younger, but uh, he was standing in line at the airport and there was the two guys checking shit. And the one guy said, Hey, did you get your tax return? And the other dude said, no, uncle Billy got mine. And of course talking about Bill Clinton. And he said, I looked around the airport waiting for the guards to jump out from behind the bushes and grab this guy. And (laughs) when nothing happened, I was just like, Whoa, you can say things here. It's, if you yeah. don't know that you're in that situation, you don't know you're in that situation. You know, it's it's crazy. I was talking to someone. They're like, everyone makes America to be this terrible place. You know, like, especially people who've lived here their whole life. You need to just go out of the country one time. <laughs> it is much, much worse in other places. Much, much worse. And they act like this is the worst place to live, you know? We're working on it. We'll make it worse soon enough. Well, we're well, we're, we're headed there, so you won't have to worry. It's going to get shittier as we go. The the rate we're progressing, we'll be well, a third world country in no time. God damn it! You could go to the Middle East and show your ankle and get killed. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on it. We'll get there. Just got to um, convince some people that it says that somewhere in the Bible, and then next thing you know, they were also talking about how like being free the laws 
almost end up swallowing themselves. <laughs> right. Like he's like at a point, like you're so free that like you get to a point where you like, especially nowadays, like if you say something, people want it to like be a crime. And it's like, <laughs> now it's like, there's like our laws are starting to swallow each other. <laughs> it's weird. Gray line. <laughs> My uh, one of my favorites is when people get that freedom, not necessarily like in law, but just uh, personally. Yeah. The best example I can come up with is the Amish. Um, There was this show on the Amish. I can't even remember what it was. Not the exploitative ones, but actually a good show about a guy who had left and was trying to help other people leave. And one thing that had never occurred to me is the rate of traffic deaths from these guys once they leave the Amish because they get their hands on mean? a car oh, and they're like, okay, holy fuck. So they drive like fucking man. I mean, you've had a horse forever. Now you've got a car. So he said, yeah, the, these guys get, they, they leave the Amish. They start driving. And uh, yeah, the, the rate that they pile up those cars is staggering. And when I lived out in the country, like all our neighbors were, were like Amish or Mennonite. It you can t- if someone doesn't know what they are, you can blow their mind. They don't speak English <laughs> like they do, but they're f- like right. French. Yeah, it's uh, like they it, have an accent. They're in their own world. Yeah, that uh, old school German. They think they are in a different country and we're English. Well, they basically are, man. I mean, they're living in a different yeah. time. They're <laughs> like, they're like, you want to live in the 1890s? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, you just got to go. Uh, yeah, move two miles down the road. It's it's eighteen ninety two. Just head on over there. Um, they've got their their clothes on a wire with a wheel where they uh, bring in the clothesline. There's something about a simple life like that, though. That's true. Like a guy I used to work with in lacrosse would always say that there's a light in the Amish. There is. And it's yeah, a that's simple only, life. That's the only way you can say it. It's like there's just a light inside of them that's like, yeah, you know what? I I can't find a better way to say it than that. So I've been stealing his phrase for years. Theo Vaughn, I was listening to him the other day. He's like, Yeah, I just want to go to Armish Farm and teach him how to doggie, do the soldier <laughs> boy. It's like just blow their mind. Like, how do you make your shoulder do that English? He's like, You can dance? Uh, see, that's that's the other thing, though. It's depends on which community you're in, man. Those rules, oh yeah, they're all different. rules change. So, like two miles down the road, they're different. Two two oh, counties yeah. over, Mennonites different. are weird. My mom was like actually friends with one of them because she worked at like their nursing home, and like she was explaining their rules, and I was just like, I couldn't even wrap my brain around it. Yeah, it just yeah. didn't make sense. Well, as I said, no, no zippers. They can't have zippers, but you can ride to the store in a car with an internal combustion engine. Yeah. With your cell phone and your credit card. Like, okay. <clears throat> but see, that's where it depends. Some of them are like, if you are using this technology to feed your family and do the work, then it's okay. So the next thing you know, there's videos of the Amish kids sitting there fucking playing Candy Crush, but it's. It, yeah. yeah, it just depends. The Amish school was down the road for me, and they always, they have like a baseball diamond when I lived in high school. I wanted to go there and just fucking destroy everybody. <laughs> right? It's like, put me at bat. Like, fucking wait, dare you're me. allowed to bend your knees when you run? That is an unfair advantage. Yeah, and they had like a metal bat and a softball. I was like, oh, dude, let me step into this. <laughs> well, it kills me, too, when I see, when I see the tractor out in the field with... Uh, with metal wheels. Yeah. Like, just okay. digging up the road. So rubber rubber is processed and that's where you're going to draw the line, but the oil and the petroleum distillate that's been made into the fuel. That's okay. Like we're okay with that processing that powers the motor, but no, the magical wizard technology of rubber is right out. But then down the road, you'll see another set and they've got, rubber tires so it's yeah it's just very odd but as i say it's it's very community to community town to town uh yeah all the group when when i lived out in the country with my mom at Burt's, like 
everyone around us was Amish. And it's like, they'd stop and talk to us. And I remember the first time I was just like, I went to, like, they stopped and talked. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a sec, is this motherfucker from a different country? I was like, I didn't know they had accents. (laughs) Yeah, man. They talked full on German. Um, I was so confused. And some of them don't even speak just German. Like, some of them are French, some of them are Dutch. Hmm. Very odd. Yeah, kind of that uh, Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't remember who it was, but somebody said they were in a part store and uh, and they were or not part store, but they went to the Amish for some parts and they had to call another Amish dude in Pennsylvania. And he basically started kind of spouting off on the phone. And, you know, do you need the guys asking me need this model or this model? And before he could ask the guy, <laughs> he said, yeah, I need the first one. Like hey, motherfucker. I understood every word you just said. You better fucking tone it down. Like, I understood yeah. your German talk. You won't be talking shit about me 18 inches Scheiser. away. Scheiße. Nein. Dude, German's just aggressive. Yeah, I couldn't was- imagine being in a trench and someone just yelling that. Like, what the? F- oh, God. Have you ever heard that tool track? I don't- Probably. I've gone through a lot of tool stuff. So I don't know what it is, but it's it's literally a dude yelling in German. And it sounds so intimidating, but what it is, he's literally reading the recipe for like a German chocolate cake. Not surprising. But since all. he's screaming it in German, it's just like, oh my God, like it terrifies you to your soul. Yeah. If you just even have like a slight like yelling voice in German, it sounds like you're going to invade a country. Yeah, it's terrifying. Terrifying. I understand why France was just like, fuck it. Here you go, man. I don't know what they said, but it was scary. Shit. Motherfucker. Can we come in and take your country? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. yeah. We go ahead. That, that was so odd to me. They were like, they took that in like three days. And then like a little country that had like nothing. They're like, nah, ain't happening. Like, it's like <laughs> they didn't even fight back against them. It's yeah, It is weird. Weird times. Yeah, I don't. Dude, people believed anything back then. <laughs> yeah, I, but see, that's when I think we're going to look back in 50 years and go, man, those idiots believed everything oh, back then. That's how it's going to be every, every, you know. Well, Maddie's going to grow up and she's going to be 50 and she's like, I can't believe I believe that shit when I was. <laughs> right. It's going to be the same shit repeated. Well, we've covered it on the pod before. You know, it's like when we look back from 100 years ago and be like, oh, the, the look at what that was in these drugs these guys were taking this got cocaine and this and holy shit yeah. oh yeah in 50 years we're gonna look back and be like oh my god you know what's in a mountain dew yeah and <laughs> yeah people but like back in the 30s you like sprain your ankle they're like here cocaine heroin <laughs> codeine put some leeches on it the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> leeches, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Put put three leeches on your ankle and punch yourself in the taint repeatedly. It helps uh, helps the ghost and leave like, your blood. And it's like, oh, uh, sounds, sounds spray reasonable. Spray a lime too. on the cut and bury it in the backyard. <laughs> <when you're> t- <laughs> <laughs> Smash it with a hammer and dig a three-foot hole. Gotta be three foot. So weird, dude. Yeah, can I get some cocaine with that? Sure, sure. Take some cocaine with that. Oh, that's the best doctor ever. <laughs> Going there with the cold. This will do you. Oh, Yo, I want to <laughs> clean my house now. Jesus. God, my sinuses are cleared and I'm in love with life. The fuck? Deviated septum my ass. Listen to this breathing. <sighs> okay, maybe so much me. shit done on my farm now. <laughs> right. I literally landscaped my entire yard. I moved a quarter ton of earth by hand. All it took me was like uh, a gram of cocaine. Yep, that's all you need. Grandma cocaine and a shovel. I moved half of my yard. Okay, that's, there was a, that's, there was some... that's all you need, legit. <laughs> We're tweaking the Rontoberfest games just a little bit to make everything work a little better. So uh, uh, what, well, what wound up being the deal was the bag of bottle caps. That was really where the fun came in. Yep. <laughs> hey, hey, my hammer <laughs> slogging was a hit, too. Oh yeah, that was yeah. a good suggestion, right? That's uh, that is staying. I I kept that log. I've got the hammer. I've got nails. Like we actually, are you uh, are you planning on coming to Bruce and Blues? Yep, yep, I am. I don't want to commit to anything, 
because I could wind up um, homeless man hammered before the sun's down, uh, like with my pants around. Oh, my I'll ankles. be there. It's I put. I looked it up. What date is it? June what? Eighteenth. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely go. I got. I got all the weekends off. So. Oh, sweet. Did you get a ticket or did you volunteer to pour? Or... Oh, I'll just buy when I come. I don't Let's even see. care. Pre tickets are like twenty five. They're like thirty five. I'll light door. I'll kick down all your fences. I don't <laughs> No, But yeah, I'll just, it doesn't matter. I'll show yeah. up either way. Let's say, or if you volunteer, I plan on pour, waking up like, and going right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. You were, you got weird, weird ass schedules. I actually well, got the day what off. What time does it so. start? I want to say three. Oh, well, yeah, I'll be there right when it starts then. I'm not sure. I'd have to look. Um, yeah, but- I'll be right. I'll be there right when it starts then. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, if you volunteer to pour, you got to pour for an hour and a half or something uh, at one of the booths and then it's like 10 bucks. But yeah. Otherwise, if money's no object, uh, 35 at the door. I'll pour if you need somebody. Um, They almost always do. I can check with her and uh, have you put on the list if you want to. You pour yeah. either the first part or the second part. And it's not like you're stuck at the table. Like if you want to go get a beer. No, I can do that can for go- sure. Yeah, and then when you're done, you're you know you wander around, or uh, worst case, I could have you help me beer run. So we'll see. Um, yeah, last year I won. Yeah, up. I was literally looking at that like probably two days ago. I was like, I need to go to this. <laughs> yeah, and the paper came out with it. Uh, was it today? So the reminders got it uh, on the front page. She hasn't. I've got the beer list in. Yeah, I saw the pictures from the year before, and I saw a lot of hot women. So I was like, I'm there. Oh, dude, then you need to help me with social. I'm doing videos this year. Oh, um, but I, the good thing is, I know a dude who works at the distributor. So I sent him my initial list, and he wrote back with like ten to twelve beers that I couldn't get. They were either keg only, seasonal, or they weren't allowed to distribute in Grant County. Um, yeah, I watched your drinks with Ron when you were talking about like the beers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I basically I tweaked the whole order, and he said everything I'm putting in now I should get. Uh, but I also left five mystery beers for the distributor to pick. I just said, "Get me a beer from this brewery." That's and, the way to go, honestly. It. Yeah, because then they feel more involved, you know. Then he's given me a suggestion of what's selling. And then I know I'm going to get it when I say, give me a, just, I said, give me a sour from toppling Goliath and then get me a non sour from toppling Goliath. <laughs> like whatever it is, it'll, it'll be great. So yeah, I left five open categories for them to fill. So we might not have exactly every style of beer I was hoping for and everything wound up way light on the IBUs this year. So if you don't like them bitter, this is the year to be here. Oh, I mean, you you basically are the reason I can I like every beer. <laughs> like I'm willing to taste every beer. You're basically the reason. For most people, I, I th- I'm pretty sure I pissed a dude off at the store the other day. He <laughs> saw me. I bought just like Bud Light. He's like, "Oh, that shit's trash." I was like, "What do you like, Bush Light?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "It's all light beer. It's all the goddamn same." Yeah. And he like, looked at me like he wanted to punch me. Yeah. Like, I was no. like, uh. I'm sorry, dude. They're all the same. Like, I'll drink Bush Light, too. It's not... My corn and wheat beer that is $9 is superior to your corn, wheat, and rice beer. But yeah, you're you're basically the reason that I'm fucking willing to taste everything, because I found way too many beers that I'm like, I'm going to hate that. And I turned out, I'm like, I will drink 12 of these. Yeah. Uh, because And a lot of it is... Um, just the, the words like the IPA, a lot of people see IPA and they say, uh, uh-uh, uh, I hate them. They're terrible. They're bitter. I don't want that. Um, the IPAs I have this year, I think two of them, two or three of them have zero IBUs, zero from an IPA. Yeah. I mean, it means a shitload of hops, but you don't have to add them all in the bittering phase. You can put them all in the flavor or the aroma phase. And it's technically, you know, as many hops as you're using, it's it's an IPA. <laughs> the American yeah, I'm, definition. Like I used to not even like like 
darker brown, not brown, like dark gold beard, like like Oktoberfest. I used to not even like those, yeah. but like over time now, I fucking love that shit. Yeah, that's what sucks is they're so seasonal. I can't get any Marzins uh, this time of year. So, well, that makes sense. That's just yeah. how it works. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, that that's kind of burned me too. It's like but when you see someone drinking a Lineys in the middle of winter, you're like, "What are you doing, man? Sitting uh, in front of the heater." <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I'll be there for sure. Oh, you gotta Wait, check you, out the dude out of Platteville. What guy? Old school. He's usually there every year. Last year he wasn't. Oh, there. like uh, he makes beers. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. He's gonna he's gonna serve fucking. Uh, I'm bringing root beer. Oh okay okay. He's gonna serve it for me on his fucking tap line. Well, so I'll, I'm definitely willing to do it. Rue beer will be there, and he makes. He's got a blonde that's amazing. His fucking cream ale. Dude, I, could, I, I feel like blondes are just a, a fucking safe go, like for sure. Like they're always oh, somewhat I love good. Blondes. Yeah. No, I do too. I go for blondes all the time. Love it, love it, and I got Amber's uh, too. I got uh, I got a honey blonde out of Green Bay that uh, I don't think I've had. Uh, his blonde is good. His cream ale, I would stand there and drink all day. It is so good. Uh, but the one that really takes the whole deal, he's got a banana beer. Whoa! Absolutely. Is it actually fantastic. like? Does it actually get the hint of banana? Oh yeah. Yeah, he uses a shitload of bananas in it. He's totally protective of that recipe. He won't tell you much. Um, but yeah, it's it's more of an ale. Like there, there's English style banana beers, and they taste like banana bread. The way they pair it with that yeast, it's unbelievable. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a banana beer. Don't think I ever have. They're tough to find. I was finding them in the Dells for a while. Uh, but I can't even find them at Viking anymore. I was going to say, I normally go nuts on like the crazy fruit beers when I go to Viking, but the last few times, like I got like a strawberry one. I'm like, this isn't even strawberry. Like they missed the mark on this thing. And a lot of times what I found too, though, is if you get a beer like that with the fruit, you've got to either roll the bottle before you pour it or uh, swirl the shit in the bottom and dump that out. Yeah. A lot of that fruit flavoring settles down. And if you're able to kind of stir it back up and pour it back in, you'll get some of that color and flavor back. Interesting. That's what I've found Wait, over the years. Did you say you need a wide receiver? I do. Well, yeah, wide receiver four. I've got great starters. I have no I was going to say it. I was looking, well, that's why I was like, I, I don't feel like want... some of your starters are hit or miss too. Oh yeah, Robinson's going to be a roll of the dice this year. I mean, Claypool might be too, just because exactly. the QB situation. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, I feel good about Mike Evans, but then everything. Oh, else Evans is will be dodgy. fine. Yeah, Evans gets a thousand yards every season. They <laughs> do that in his sleep. I got to claim it on somebody now, but I've actually feel Dude, drunk should... enough that I don't know who that claim is on. You should just is Kendrick Bourne still there? I would take him if I were you. He is. I know it's not him. I know that much. Um, Let me look. I'm set at fucking wide receiver. But I may, I may still do that. Fuck it. He, dude, he's trusted. I guarantee he's still going to be like one of their number ones because him and Mac Jones already have like a you know a connection. Yeah. Ooh, I guess DJ Shark is to Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Odell's on the wires. Yeah, and I looked at that too, but he's injured. Like I can't really pick up a dude who isn't going to be playing when the problem is I and need I really need a warm body to back this mess up. Odell proved that he's good, but they're gonna like you need a dude you need like an offense and like a play calling coordinator that trusts him. That's the thing. It's like he went how long without doing anything, and then he went to the Rams, and they just uh, tossed was, balls up to him. He was killing in the first half of the Super Bowl, too, so I felt so bad Dominating. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be a lopsided game, and then he went down. He looked <laughs> great. And, and it's it was, like, dude, he, they did corner fades to him one-on-ones like as soon as he went there, and it's like, why wasn't the Browns doing that the whole time? Like, no one threw a fucking 50-50 ball to Odell. 
Right. For eight seasons. <laughs> I was trying to hit him across the middle. And then they just toss it up to him and he catches everything. That's why I'm excited to see Allen Robinson there because I think. Um, oh, he'll be that I'm, guy. I mean, the, the, honestly, I've said it on before, but this is the best quarterback he has ever worked with. Oh, by far. I mean, the only man. problem, I, I'm a little worried because. It's like Stafford's not really like a like a I don't know like Allen Robinson's like more of like the curl route like body like he's gonna you throw it his way he's gonna snatch it type you know what I mean right I don't I mean, know and that's really I can't even why he's think performed of what's as well happen. as he have with the with the quarterbacks he's had over the years if oh yeah like that's it's really the only way he's gotten it I. I don't know. It's so confusing. And uh, like, I think that same way it's like, think about the chiefs. You can take a gamble on all four of their wide receivers and you have a chance of them being the number one. Yeah. And that's why I was actually going to take a swing at Juju from oh. the, uh, the dude that had him in our league. I never heard back from him. I was going to send him an offer and I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I just want to. So I just asked him like, do you have a wide receiver you'd part with? Because they're going to tell you who they value the least by who they offer. And then you uh, you kind of know where to negotiate from there. Yeah. But he's like, no, there's I'm, actually I'm great players on the dude. You know who you should take? Jamison Crowder. Is he out there? Dude, I almost want him. I didn't yeah, realize right? he was on the wires. Is that dude, people are like, oh, that's a downgrade from. Uh, from God, what's his name? Little white boy. <laughs> oh, not at all. He's a. I was like, uh, uh, did you see Jamison Crowder on the Jets for fucking three years? Like, if he got the ball, he was all that. He was their whole offense. Oh man, I would take oh. him with Josh Allen. You know what happened? I went in and changed some settings in the league because apparently uh, waivers were set to continual and they shouldn't be right now. So yeah. the bid that I had in on the guy got wiped out. So now it just shows well, pending transaction. I don't I'm know. not going for anybody. <laughs> it's gone now. I can't. I almost it. want Crowder, but I can't even. I'm I I'm taking a fucking shot on. I'm taking a fucking shot on KJ Handler. I just have a feeling that's connection. That app is so trash. Well, and that's why we're getting off of Yahoo too. I uh, I anticipate that's going to be a big battle dragging people over to the new app next year. No, but. it seems seemed pretty all right going to sleeper. My dad was fine with it too. Like, I just I oh. I can't I can't get on board with the squad. I can't. Oh, you'll get there. Because essentially what I it just is, I don't want to drop anyone on my roster. That's the problem. That's the thing though, is you'll only be doing that the one time and then at the year after what is that, what does the roster drop down to? Um it sounds like we're gonna cut two. Uh, I was hoping to push. I wanted to push for three because what we're going to add the three practice squad spots. So I thought one uh, for one, but then the I year, don't want to do three. I'll do two. But here's the thing. The year after that, we had three more practice squad spots because your next year's draft. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're yeah, essentially yeah. going to add six spots and lose yeah, two. But they're on your squad. And if you bring them up, you have to get rid of someone. Right. So it'll never be 60 but, full players. Also, because... I like the idea of building a guy with like, I just feel like that's a way of like, it's like a security. Yeah, it definitely without saves taking owners, a roster spot. It saves owners from themselves because it lets you keep the guy for it two does, years. Even but we're so far like in shit. now. I just right. feel like, oh, it's just. But I think these guys get it now, so I don't think we'd have a lot of that. I don't like nobody really cuts a guy early <laughs> and then he still winds up being good. It seems like they wait the appropriate amount of time. But now we do for sure. We'll see. Yeah. I mean the first and five I, years. I no, gave my brother the lowdown. I'm like, don't cut your guys if they're not playing. I was like, keep right. them on your team. Right. So he knows what's up. Right. And the nice thing is, like I said, the guys that I'm going to wind up cutting are going to be the dudes that I'm basically keeping on my roster right now. I just like a practice squad. Don't like the idea of 
those guys just sitting on a practice squad and not on the wires. Yeah. I just don't like that. Cause it's like, it's like, if you want that guy in your team, he should take a roster spot and he should be fair play to everybody. That's well, just see, how the, I see the it. That's all will be. So it'll be, but I, I like it, that. It'll even itself of, out after the first year. You, yeah. You won't notice it. I just like the idea of having the rookies on the wires. If they're not, if you're not going to take a roster spot. Yeah, we're going to see some, but we had a lot of third round picks get skipped. So it just, yeah, but it takes away from the draft. It, it devalues those third round picks. I mean, if but you give one, I to feel a like it devalues trade, picking third round because now it's like I'm forced to pick just to put a dude on the squad when I don't even want him. Right. But you can move that pick now. I mean, because I would move never it take to what? Your, I, trade it to somebody. Like I'd never take your third right now. But if you offered me a third in a deal now, oh, I'll take it. I'll take it to gamble on somebody. Yeah, but what would I even ticket. get for a third? I wouldn't get anything. I'd trade you Evan Ingram right now. <laughs> I, uh, oh, watch out, cat. I uh, made kind of the same drink I made yesterday. It was the, the Wakefield family whiskey, uh, apple juice, yep. orange bitters, but instead of the apple pie i topped it with just a little bit of crown royal apple oh nice and i named that the the alfonso ribeiro that's what i've been using to mix whiskey lately is just apple juice yeah it's got a it, it balances it really well like there's enough of a sweetness to it um but that crown I royal get, i get that like pulpy apple juice that has like the oh. apples floating around in it still nice oh it's so good yeah it's quality Underrated mix for whiskey for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said just a dash of those orange bitters. And if you put just a splash of either that crown royal apple on top or the apple pie, it just takes over the whole drink. So basically just that little bitty splash will make it taste like an entire glass of crown royal apple. Oh yeah, that that shit is pretty like the apple comes through strong in that. Yeah, it's more of a liqueur. Uh, it's not uh, so. It's not a whiskey, really. It's a uh, yeah. It's more like a schnapps, syrupy deal. Now, Crown Royal Peach. That see, this is love it. Yeah, that is that is whiskey with peach. This is uh, apple apple schnapps with whiskey added. So this yeah, that uh, that yeah. peach is something else. When I went to Dick's, the guy was like putting the peach on the shelves. So I grabbed the first one. It was like a couple months ago. And for whatever reason, we had to go back like a couple hours later and all the peaches were gone. Yeah. If people find them at a store, they'll call my brother. Yeah. They're, they're like, they hey, you want me in, to get uh, these? They have them at Piggly Wiggly like all the time. Okay. Yeah. There was a, there was a bit of a shortage for a while, but I think they've, I think they've gotten on top of that. Well, I think they realized that like, that's a good cash cow too. So I don't know if they had to come up with a new way of doing it because every time you do that, you basically fuck a barrel. So I don't know if it's, you know, they're using these barrels that are already at the end of their life or if they've just dedicated more barrels to doing it or how it goes or if they can get multiple batches. But once you put that peach shit in, you ain't ain't doing anything else in it. Yeah, I would imagine that they just probably expanded. Yeah, just to keep up. I mean, it, it's a it's really quality though yeah because like a lot of people try to do like the flavored stuff from their original and yeah. it's not good but they did a pretty damn good job and even the apple like i say even though it's a liqueur and not a whiskey i like the apple i just either usually drink it with uh club soda or maybe a sprite but some but sprites even usually just too sweet with it yeah, yeah. A little bit yeah, of lemon I'm, juice kind of balance that out. Yeah, I, when I bought that peach, my brother was back in town and we were like were at like a they were playing cards and stuff and I brought it over there. I wasn't going to. That shit was gone in 20 minutes. Right. Every right. we were just passing around everybody I was like, I knew <laughs> I shouldn't have brought it over here. God yep. damn it. Yep. Now if you ever want to see it again, I found a bottle of uh rich and rare. You know that uh that brand I've heard of it. It's yep. a it's a cheap Canadian. But they did a peach, so I got a one seven five of that for like thirteen bucks. 
I was like, fuck yeah, rich and rare is actually a decent whiskey too. It's a good, good little mixer. Yeah, I've been exploring a little bit of like Japanese whiskey. Oh. They are very interesting. Okay. The more rice in there with them, I'm sure. It seems a like lot. they had. I don't know. The flavors. Everything. A lot. It's definitely different, but huh. it's good. Yeah, I've never had that. Yeah, they have. They had a few at Dick's. That's why I decided to try it. It's pretty interesting, but it's expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. I've never, I've never noticed that they were available here. That's, I'm going to have to look into that. Oh, yeah. There, there's a few that are available like around here that are like mixes. They're like okay. Canadian whiskey mixed with uh, Japanese whiskey. All right. Probably just trying to cut it so they can make uh, the Japanese shit go farther. Yeah. Cutting <laughs> it with Canadian whiskey is like the equivalent of baby laxative and cocaine. Japanese don't fuck around when it comes to shit like that. <laughs> right? No, we're going to make this the best. This is going to be the best top quality shit. Like For fucking... some reason, you have to wear slippers by the <laughs> barrels and shit. <laughs> right? You can't swear near them. Yeah. The whole thing. You fuck you say fuck in the warehouse and some guy comes in all mad, starts punching holes in the barrels. It's all has to be dumped now. We played Biggie Smalls on repeat for 30 years for this one. <laughs> yeah, right. We shot in a room with Tupac. <laughs> yeah, they they don't fuck around when it comes to stuff like that. I do that though. I saw like Japanese metallurgy. One of the one of the things they did when they were pounding the metals is they would uh, say they'd recite a prayer over and over so that they were trying to hammer the prayer into the metal. I, I do the same thing when I brew with the music I use. It's, I'm going to get it in there sonically, so you can tell like stuff like that. Like, you, you, I don't know how to explain it. You like when I do stuff like that, I do the same thing. You know, there's like a ritual to it. And you feel right. like if you don't do it, it's going to fuck up. Well, they literally, I love the idea that they're speaking the words and like they can hammer the words right into the metal. It's just such a great idea, but it's like, you know, the sounds of vibration, hammering, you know, hitting the metal with a hammer creates vibrations. It's like, okay, I can see it. Like, where did they come up with this idea though? It's, it's just amazing. Yeah. Very interesting. So I do the same thing. When I want a rowdy batch of beer, I'll put fucking mountain on the turntable. We crank up <laughs> Mississippi Queen. Like, ah, what I mean. this beer's going to fucking go hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like. Got to put on a record for everything that you do, you know? Fuck, yeah. Like I did a chill batch of beer one day, so I put iron and wine on Nice laid back shit. Like, okay, it's going to be a mellow ale with a hint of wheat. Just chill. Listen to the band shows. Would you play for Mop Water Nickelback? <laughs> <laughs> that beer. That, that, that beer, beer has stood was, the test of time. Oh, my. It was the rough. Worst. It's just, it was the perfect storm of everything that could have gone wrong. Sorghum malt. We combine sorghum malt with three kinds of hops that are heavy on that, citrus. We brewed it of, in the rain. That's one of those beers you give your friend and you lie and say it's good and see how long they like pretend it's good. Oh, they, you couldn't pretend with that. I, I could tell people and just give it oh, to them. That we first would do drink. those little samples and you're like, want some more? I was like, I'm good on that. <laughs> no, no. I terrible. Didn't, I didn't dislike any of your other beers. That was... Almost unbearable. So bad. Uh, I guess that sorghum malt is so light that uh, the hop you use just comes straight through. And I said every hop I used was either heavy on citrus or melon. So it was just this weird citrusy. It tastes like a carbonated lemonade. If I would have told people it was carbonated lemonade, they wouldn't have hated it. But when I said it was a beer, it was like, this is fucking terrible. You know, now that you say that, that's you could almost play it off like that. (laughs) It was still bad. I would have had to add a whole buttload of sugar, but I could have passed. All they would do is like, "Oh, this is fucking trash." Yeah, it's bad lemonade. 
Gee, you did you did bad. Try again. You'll do better next time. Lemonade's not that hard, stupid. That's drinky time. Yeah, I got you all signed up for bruising blues then. And frankly, I don't know. I like maybe we'll just go in the back. Maybe you won't have to pay at all. Um, because I was a little pissed. I had paid 10 bucks last year, and then I was like, I shouldn't be fucking paying for this. Like, I it are the fucking beers here. You did it. Right. Like, really? I gotta give you ten dollars. Yeah. So this year I'm just going in the back door. So maybe we'll do that. Uh and literally what we'll just do is wander around table to table and you know, hey, what do you need more of? And then we just walk over to the coolers and get it. Um, so I'm gonna have you help me with social. This chick that runs this doesn't do much with that. So this year I'm gonna basically take a fake microphone and interview people. Oh, so, okay. So I'll have you uh, hold the camera while I interview random people and ask them about Bruise and Blues, so that I, I can definitely do that. Because I wanted to, I wanted to start putting videos on social this year. Like I have some that I took accidentally. It was hilarious. It's uh, accidentally. <laughs> took, those are the best. Well, I, I took it intentionally, but I did it wrong. I the first video, I'm standing at a booth, and I just took video and I kind of scanned left to right across the whole uh, venue just kind of saw people sitting in chairs where the tents were the band playing well the second video was a little more stationary like i was going straight ahead but i must have tapped the button so it's a video of my face from underneath for like (laughs) 20 seconds as i just like lick my lips and drink beer like you never You never think you're going to be like, oh, I'll never be that old where I don't even realize the camera's recording myself. I'm going to chalk that one up to drunk over age. But- oh, I, no, I mean, I've done it, too. And it's like, it was like, oh, I can't believe old people do that. And well, I found it later and phone, I was like, like oh I was my recording myself the whole damn time. Well, that was the day that I, I've got video. I recorded myself in front of Subway because I was. I, I got a steak wrap and I was getting apparently very indignant about people looking at me as I sat outside trying to eat it. Like every car that would go by would eyeball me. And eventually I got very mad and recorded an angry message. That's, <laughs> I don't know if I made that private on YouTube, but it's it was oh, very I, me and my down. steak wrap are going home. We don't need your shit. I people do that in small towns. Like I was like, they yeah. just stare at you. Like that guy sitting outside the restaurant at the tables that are there for people to sit at and eat. What's wrong with him? Everyone stare. Children, look at the weird man. Like, and, and that's what it was. Everyone looked at you like you were fucking insane. Like they have the outside shit at Culver's. And I remember it's like, if you sat outside, you just <laughs> felt like, awkward. Yeah. Cause everybody that would go through drive through would look at you like you were fucking a polar bear in glass. It was like, Dude, they, they put them here for people to do this. Quit looking at me like I'm insane. Yeah. This and is a, everyone this is inside is looking at you. You're like, <laughs> oh, why do you have to look at me through the window? Like, <laughs> makes yeah. it creepy. I started flipping through photo albums and I was really fucked up. So I found like my uncle's graduation picture from like the 60s in black and white and started throwing uh, Snapchat filters on <laughs> Oh, man, that's great. <laughs> I sent it to my cousin. I'm like, check this shit out. Like, I'm not high looking at photo albums. You're high looking at photo albums. That's Put the that best, though. Getting high and going back and like looking at the old shit. Oh, where'd my phone just ding from? That's a fun game. <laughs> oh, dude. That's the worst. You put oh, like you put your phone down somewhere on like a black surface. Oh god. And you're looking for it and you're like, oh fuck, it's been on the goddamn dresser the whole goddamn time. And down here in the basement, I'm fucking it's always dark. So even if it's just on a table, sometimes if I don't go turn every light on, it can be 18 inches from me and I can't fucking see it. Oh, there's so many times where I'll be sitting in my chair. I know I didn't get up. It's I know the phone's within reaching distance and I can't find it. <laughs> right, it's like, like where the fuck could this thing go? You stand up and it like comes out of some fucking crevice like there was a black hole and like no, there's no way I could have not felt an entire phone where that just fell from. Yeah. Oh, I used to be terrible. Uh I used to be terrible with the bowl. I'd lose it 
in my oh, fucking yep. stomach all the time. And it was always oh, me. Dude, I used to I'd I stand broke, up and it fall out. When I first started smoking, that's what, like you know, you go on a cruise, you put it in your lap and you go to get out of the car, drop and it on ching, the ching, fucking ching, cement. Ching, 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 yep, in the quick trip parking lot. Oh, for you're sure. Hoping, you're hoping that it was fucking like glass blowed good enough that it doesn't just shatter. See, we always had metal bowls, so it wasn't a big deal. But but yeah, now that I'm now that it's all glass, I've <laughs> I actually I bought a fucking rubber one because. Oh yeah, a lot of people have those now. Yeah. yeah, no, I I've broken everything. The only thing left is my chillum. Everything else has been broken. Yeah, I had um a Sherlock forever. Oh yeah, those are nice. Those are my favorite. Yeah, there's just a, a nice. It's a long enough tube. They get that nice kind of slow roasty flavor when you kind of break them in just. And right. it's like it's like not right out in front of your face. It's like down below. Like right. it feels right. And as someone who's had both tiny dreadlocks and giant facial hair over the years, I appreciate that. Oh, I let my hair grow out, and you ever my, some I don't off? even <laughs> let it. I don't even let it get that long because it just starts curling once it gets real long. Yeah, my shit doesn't grow straight. But yeah, yep, me too. I will burn my hair on accident. But I'm like ADD, so if I have any hair longer than like two to three inches, I have to compulsively twist it. Oh, so, yeah, you, you do that with your beard, too, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, I can't. That's why I have to keep it cut short. Otherwise, I cannot stop. So that's how I wound up with, like, dreadies, because once my hair got that long, I couldn't leave them alone. Yeah, black people call them twisties. Okay, yep. That's, they're, that's basically, they're, basically, they're basically, like, mini dreadlocks, yeah. Yeah, they come out, though. But they're yeah. not, yeah, but they're not, um like, matted, like a yep, dreadlock if, would so be. So, like, if I showered, I could get them out. I mean, yeah. maybe there'd be knots in the ends, but you comb through and break them off. And, yeah. Yeah. My uh fucking, my one of my buddies in high school had those, and they put, like, rubber bands on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I did that a couple of times. Yeah, I, I remember, uh God, one morning... <laughs> I guess my uh my car wouldn't start it was colder than fuck so i like had to call a taxi to get a ride to work so i was like well fuck this so i lit a joint at like nine in the morning and i remember lighting this thing and right after i got it lit a three inch chunk of hair just falls in front of my face oh no fuck i just burnt that middle dreadlock right the fuck off like uh good thing i wear a hat Oh, I've seen a couple of videos like that. I've seen ones where girls like they go to like they get like a new uh like a straightener, you know? Oh but they don't realize they have to like set the temperature. Yeah. And they, they go to straighten their hair and it just cuts it off instantly. <laughs> Painful. I'm loving the new uh flip top globe bar. I was trying to think of what what type of people own such a bar. Uh, Winston Churchill, <laughs> old timey carpet bagger. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who anyone who owns a study. Any guy from the 1940s who owns a steel business, uh, shipping magnate, both a uh, uh, ship and a uh, railroad. Probably an NFL owner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alcoholic librarian. Yeah, and they didn't even try. That was just in there when they started. <laughs> it just came with the fucking library when I got the job. And fully it's one of those things bourbon. you like take it to like antiques roadshow. They're like, this is from 1724. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's been in the library this whole time. Really? Uh, the liquor came with the piece. Yeah, it's so old. The glass is like warped. Yeah, and then it turns out it's like there's some like crazy artist that chipped like made it. Uh, right, like the inside uh, constellations inside the bottom half of the of the globe are like accurate. They include stars that weren't known at the time. Yeah, some guy fucking studied the fucking <laughs> sky right. for three years to chisel it. Right. Like, no, no, there's a star there. I'm sure of it. How many crazy fucking antiques and shit are just sitting in someone's house and they have no idea? There's right. got to be so much. Right. You, you'd think we're finding most of that, but especially after like World War II. Like, because yeah. a lot people of people just shit. took shit. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't display the Van Gogh above the fireplace. I think that would raise some red flags. 
like I, I was watching a thing the other day and that was like, it was like an antiques road show. She's like, yeah, when my dad was like in world war two or whatever, he took this like thing. And they're like, this is from the <laughs> Ming dynasty in China from like 1700s it's worth like $500,000. She's like, what? Just sitting on their dresser, you know, some shitty carving. I think it's right? trash. Oh, hell yeah. That is, that is another thing. How the fuck did those dudes make those like statues so well? That's amazing. Some of the shit that they're still finding. Oh, dude. The new thing is the Amazon. Have you heard about all that? No. So they've been flying over the Amazon with like a, with a helicopter and they have this new like laser scanning thing. Okay. And they're finding like full cities with grids Oh yeah, and all this stuff, be. and there's gotta be. They've come to the conclusion that the Amazon is like a man-made forest for food, like a lot of because that's why they're all fruit trees, and really? that's why like monkeys survive there, huh. and like all those uh, underwater caves, like in Mexico and stuff that connect. Right? They use those as like irrigation, huh? And it was like blew my mind. Like we have no idea what's even in there still. No, I mean, and that's the thing. That's why I've. It's going to sound weird, but I've always had mixed feelings about deforestation because <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. Well, that's the only reason we started finding it. Right. Is Okay, they're wiping out the Amazon, and that's terrible, but you're going to find all the shit underneath. Same thing with Central America. Like, I mean, shit, they're still finding things in there. I mean, there's still pyramids covered in shit. I mean. Yeah, that's basically what they're finding in the Amazon, too. Right, right. Like, I'm, oh, the... There's so much shit we don't know. I'm so pumped oh, yeah. for the what this new technology is going to be able to find. Oh, it's insane. The, it, what really pisses me off is because, like, at work, <clears throat> I've been kind of getting into, like, history more, like, on podcasts because I just need shit to listen to. Right. And I just find it fascinating. And then it sucks because there's a gap. There's always a gap where there's no information. <laughs> you have proof that they're there, but there's no information. Like, you yeah. can't fill it in. You're like, okay, we know there's people here at this time, but there's no... <laughs> it's like, God damn it! I just want to know everything about that. That's it. That's the whole thing. Is I, I want to know all the things. Because when I was a kid, you know, when you're a kid, that you think that people know everything. It's just all known. Oh, yeah. And, and then once you start finding... I remember my buddy telling me when I was like four... Like, oh, yeah, there's Egypt and they've got these hieroglyphics and we're not even sure what they say. Like, what do you mean? Like, we don't we can't read what they mean exactly. Like, that could be some Optimus Prime shit for all we know. (laughs) Right. Like, and then that's he's like, no, there's we don't know how any of this stuff. Like, wait a minute. I, 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 I mind blown. I thought we knew all the things. And the weird thing is, is like they don't tell you that in school right they're like look at this shit it's cool right and you're and then like as you get older you're like it's like egypt's got pyramids like yeah really do they like Like, how the fuck did all of this shit happen yeah amazing the engineering but like and then you think about like the manpower like there had to be millions of people well and that's and that's exactly it is that when you look at the equation of the scale of that building the precision of it, the size of the blocks, you've either got to make up for that on the force end of the equation, <laughs> be you man hours and pulleys and levers, or you got to make up for it in the other part of the equation, looking at some kind of levitation technology. Dude, that's what's blew my mind is um, uh, I listen to like a hunting podcast, but they do like a lot of like uh history like with animals and stuff and they had an indian guy on there and he was talking about like how all the tribes they all like their starting lore is always that they were sky people and came from the sky i did not know that all of them every everything everywhere i was like that trips me out dude yeah that's it's it's funny it's every fucking origin story and the other thing they all have every fucking one of them has the flood Yep. Everybody's yep. got the fucking flood, man. And no matter what thing you look at, it's always there. They 
they were talking about how they think like all that stuff kind of comes from like major events that kind of got like telephoned into like right and i can see that too that's what they think a lot of the stories are just the fact that they all have it tells you well shit there's the archaeology to back that up now too uh oh yeah for sure yeah i mean it's just it's amazing that it's also like imagine like being back then not knowing shit and all of a sudden a tsunami comes you're just standing on the beach like what the fuck is happening like oh my god just get hit by a 300 foot wave (laughs) well first the whole beach all the water recedes yeah you'd be standing at the beach where'd all the water go hey didn't we have water it like pulls out like like 500 feet they say right hey hey hey, didn't we used to have water right over here i swear we did guys and they walk it's gone they walk into the water farther like hey there used to be water here right like oh look at that found my keys Hey, hey, I think I found the water. Here it comes. Oh.